difficult, 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 What's up? <laughs> I'm not high. I'm waiting. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm not high either. I just me in my natural state. <laughs> I'm Katie. <gasps> I'm Marie. And this is Difficult <laughs> Women because we're so difficult. Totally. I feel very, very difficult in times of quarantine, more so than ever. But you know what? I don't care. I think it's a good quality at this point. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get through to get through. I just wrote a song. Mm-hmm. And if I got to be difficult, that's what you get, bitch. <sighs> Are you talking to your mom when you said no? I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, like, wait a minute. I mean, what do you mean, bitch? <laughs> no. No, I'm that's not calling not what you, you bitch. Meant. I'm just, that was just like a, you know. That's not what you meant. I know what you meant. Oh, I would never call you a bitch. Have I ever called you a bitch? Probably. Your, it's fine. Like, to my face. To my, to your face. To, to like, your face? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we've ever uh, done that. No, probably we, not. I don't we think we haven't that. fought in we're, years. We're not, so we're not like super name callers. We try. I Mm-mm. think we're both pretty good at. If we are fighting, we're not trying to be like you fucking cunt. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not our style. <laughs> um. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. I good. switched up my um my place I record. If you can tell, this is that's my. I'm in my childhood bedroom. Oh, I was wondering. It looked the background did look different. I was like, where did the door go? Just disappeared. Yeah, I'm I'm now in my I moved everything into my bedroom. This is where my dollhouse used to be. Oh, that's um, cute. But my no. mom was being so sweet and she gave me her art room, her like studio for me to do all of my things in. And then it occurred to me this morning that you know what? I bet she misses her studio. When I got here in March, she probably didn't think it'd be months later that she wouldn't be able to have her room. So I quietly moved everything into my bedroom and then said, Mom, I've, I've, here's your studio back. And she, I think she almost started crying. <laughs> she oh, was very that's happy. nice. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't really need it to do what you're doing. You just have your no. computer set up. Yeah. But it was nice. I mean, that was very nice for her to offer. And it was very nice of you to give it back. Mm-hmm. Everybody's really so nice. Here, I love it. Recording live from my childhood bedroom. Perfect. I did How not grow you? up in my room that I'm in currently. This is not the room I grew up in, thank God. <laughs> not in Bushwick? <laughs> no, that's not where I grew up. Um, I'm good. I uh, very recently, as of this afternoon, discovered a video game that I like, and now I'm obsessed. <laughs> that's oh, like really? News. Yeah, it's um, it's called The Room, and it's basically an escape room <laughs> video game. <laughs> so oh, you just are, to, like, do you like escape rooms? See, this is a good question. I like the mental challenge of an escape room. I don't like how they tend to be really scary. <laughs> like the oh. last escape room I went to was in um, Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And at one point, it was very dark. It was very spooky. And at one point, a severed head came flying out of a closet. <gasps> and I was like, no, 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 no. I can't think... <laughs> I can't think logically and strategically when like body parts are coming at me and I feel like I'm about to be murdered. So um, I don't like that aspect. I like a nice chill room where you don't there's no like other horror element. So that's why the video game has been good because I don't have to I also don't have to deal with any other people. I just figure out the problems myself. It's interesting that you're playing like an escape room game. Tell me more. Why do you think that you psychologically just try to escape this hell we're all living in? Clearly. 
Oh, God. And I, you know, the sad thing about the game is it will probably never end. I think that that's part of it is you just right. go. Well, I did want to give you an update on my meditating because I was supposed to do it every day. Yeah, I was wondering how that was going. Nope. I, don't. I can't tell you how much rage I feel when I try to meditate. See, but that's so, I mean, the I think, thing. Yeah. That's the, that is what meditate. So this is the thing I was trying to say the other day. That's what meditation is about. Mm. It's about calming the fact that. No, it's about oh. understanding that you've been repressing that. And when you quiet your mind and give yourself a chance, you have to have you're not letting it out. So mm. the meditation is the time where now you can start to sit with, wow, I'm feeling a lot of rage. You're not mad at meditating. You just have rage. You got you got rage issues. Oh. So you have to start like using that time then to then live with those feelings and go, wow, okay, I'm feeling it. I am not my feelings. I am just experiencing this feeling right now and it will pass if I allow it to just flow through me. It's an, it's an energy, you know what I mean? Let that energy mm -hmm. flow out. But it's very okay. uncomfortable. But, but see, that's what I mean by it can be very uncomfortable to meditate because stuff comes up. The first day I tried, um, I just kept circling back to taxes <laughs> and why mm. our unemployment is being taxed so high right now where it's it's government money that they're giving to us but they're still taking huge chunks out of it that maybe in the end i'll be getting back i mean it was just like a full cycle of emotions and rage about the system mm -hmm. um and then the second time i meditated i was just really angry at the woman's voice that i was <laughs> listening to and I know that in yoga that sometimes I've taken instructors and I'm like, ah, this woman, oh, I don't like her voice. But I know that's part of the reason why you're doing it is to you only have to do, you know, yoga and hear this voice for one hour. It will pass. And oh, the rage, so much rage. So well, it's, yeah, that's really interesting, though. But I think you should also ask yourself, like, am I mad at this woman's voice or am I projecting that rage to something else? Oh, God, Katie. I know that's it's it's deep shit. You guys, it's deep shit I'm talking about. But it's important stuff to do. It really is. It will change your yeah. life if you can like move through it. It will I'm not change a rageful person. I don't feel like I yell much or whatever. But then when I sit quietly, it just there's. Yeah, you're right. OK, but you know, so but they would say you suggest what do keep I do doing it? Just keep doing it and try to sit with it as much as you possibly can. And you'll see it eventually if you if you can like really put yourself there, it'll that rage will start to like fade. Like you'll really start to kind of work through it. You may even have ideas that come up and you go, oh, that's why I'm so angry because <laughs> it's just like really pushed in there. It's so super normal, especially in like this crazy world we live in. We just like repress a lot of stuff. But it, in therapy, they talk about how like if you say like, well, I don't have a lot of rage. That's not true. Everybody has all emotions. Mm. everybody has all the emotions we may not allow ourselves to experience them and if we don't that means we're just like pushing them down so it's good speaking of rage hold on i can hear my parents One oh, second. <laughs> and we're Amazing. back oh it's good well i i want to say like just from my experience lately because i've been like meditating and stuff and i had a thing happen to me this week where um I just had a couple days where a lot of stuff happened at once. I had some like weird work stuff come up and uh, just a couple like things all at once. And I've been super zen and feeling really like good and chill because I've been meditating and whatever. And I found sort of like a little bit of a rhythm in my life right now. And then to have it disrupted by outside stuff was so disruptive. It was so mm. all of my like anxieties were coming up. All of my like everything was coming up all at once. And I was like, damn, you know, like you think like you have like a handle on something 
thing. And then they throw, you get a wrench thrown in your life and it's like, oh, all this shit is coming up. But then the best you can do is just go like, okay, I'm having a moment. And then you just keep on keeping on and try to be like, I just, I went on for a walk. I got present. I cried in the park. Mm. <laughs> then I felt great. And then I was fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> oh my God. But it's just, you got to let it out. You know what I mean? You got to let it, you got to just like go through those, all the feelings. Oh, well, you know, a very good way to go through all those feelings. Applying for unemployment? No. <laughs> oh, I know. What you're Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I'm talking about later. It's now. our sponsor. You're right. You'll feel so good with those feelings. That's right. Take it away, us. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's Horio, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horio at adamandeve.com. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're our back. new show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that over and over again. Um, speaking of being back, you know, we always love it when we get emails from our friends and fans. And we got another email this week. Um, from a friend and fan, Taylor, and she had a funny story she wanted to share with us after listening to some of our episodes, and she had listened to our um, The Feminist episode, and she had a story to share, which uh, is as follows. She says, a friend of mine and business partner invited me to a bluegrass festival her husband was playing in. It was my first bluegrass festival. I was really excited, but definitely didn't think about footwear. So here I am in a cute summertime dress and a pair of heels. As my heels are sinking into the dirt, a woman I knew of who is considered a hard time feminist approaches me and through small talk was asking me questions to belittle me. Who invited me there? Laughing asked me, did they tell you it was an outdoor picnic? My first thought was shame. Shame for wearing the heels. And then I thought, fuck that. I'm a proud feminist and a kick-ass woman. I was then in my 20s and owned my own business and was raising a fellow kick-ass little girl 100% by myself. But because I was wearing heels instead of Birkenstocks, this quote-unquote feminist thought she had the right to belittle me. I immediately said, my partner invited me, and if you're referring to my choice of footwear, I enjoy rocking heels. I'm not sure what shut her up. The fact I used the phrase partner, not realizing until later that she thought I meant uh, love partner, or the fact that even though she tried to make fun of me, I threw it right back at her. Feminism does not fit in a box. I hope she learned a lesson that day from the chicken heels. I learned two. Uh, one, I wouldn't let someone publicly belittle me and make me question my awesomeness. And two, don't wear heels to another Bluegrass Festival because of the inconvenience, not because of the woman. Ha <laughs> ha. I love that. That is feminism. I love that. That is feminism. And I love, I love that she wanted to rock them. Rock yeah. those hills. Rock And that she wasn't, yeah, and don't apologize for the things that you like. I, You know, mm-hmm. I had that realization the other day, too. I just decided, I was like, you know what? I like what I like. Get over it. Yeah. God, I would love to put on some heels and go dancing right now. Yeah, not in the dirt, but it's fine. You know what else I like <laughs> a lot? You know what else I like a lot, Marie? What? I really like our guest that we're having on today. Oh, my God. I was so happy that she was free. I know. She was at home doing what she was supposed to do. Stay home, stay safe, healthy at home. And she was there and we got her. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our dear friend and the funniest woman on the fucking planet Earth, 
Amber Nelson. Yeah. 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 Ooh, my throat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh God! Is that a dry cough? Is that a dry cough? Stay inside. No, I'm just using my throat all weird. Um, But (laughs) hey, ladies, how you doing? So nice to see your face. It's been too long. You too. It's been too long. I miss seeing you at Cobra Club, playing your songs, and I'd be dancing around all drunk in the back, loving it. it. We loved your drunk dancing. Her favorite (laughs) favorite drunk dancer. How have you been over there? You're in. Well, tell us where you are. I'm in sunny California, which is it's good, you know, because there's a little more land, I think, than New York. The last place I lived in in New York, I mean, I was paying $400 a month, but I did have roaches fall on my face oh, God. from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, God. And there was black mold and all that good stuff. So, oh, uh, but uh, I can't imagine like being locked in there for like three months. I would just jump out of my fire escape. I don't know how I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, I don't have roaches falling on my face, but that sounds like that would be a tough place to quarantine. Yeah. Well, you ladies have it more together than I did. You have a nice place. Uh, well, I'm but... I'm living with my parents, so I don't have it together. <laughs> but she's got lots of space. <laughs> no, I, my situation was weird. I came down to help babysit my little sister's kids and then everything went to hell. So I just kind of stayed down south. So I'm in Nashville with my parents um, nice. paying rent in Brooklyn. So good. Love and life. <laughs> but we're having we're having you on specifically to talk unemployment because holy hell, what is going on, Amber? I think I like wrote some few tweets when I was angry, which I should not be doing things when I'm angry. That's always bad. But I applied for it and then they wrote me back another letter that said we need more IDs. So I wrote back and everything was like late because it was the mail like two months ago. Everything was backed up. So I wrote them back again with an appeal for my letter to ter- determination, I believe. And uh, I never received any word back. I checked online. It still said no. So I'm like, what? And I'm calling, calling, calling. And I, they're like, the unemployment office says, we don't know. And then I schedule an appointment in person. I go and I bring all my stuff. And they're like, you, oh, oh, your employer didn't claim you. And I was like, then why do I have my W-2s? Like, here's all my tax forms. Here's my pay stubs, blah, blah. And so they faxed that off again. I got another letter saying you didn't get it. So I just reapplied and I'm like calling. And then I finally got a hold of this lady who said, uh, uh, you got to put your thinking cap on. And I was like, I am, I, I am. That's why I'm calling you. I need help. I don't, no one's telling me what's wrong. And then she was so like belittling and nasty, which I know that she's dealing with a lot of people. Um, I know that everybody's calling and frantic, so I don't want to blame her at all. But like, don't tell me to put my fucking thinking cap on. Oh, my God. How patronizing. Very patronizing. And uh, so she she keeps being. uh, Yeah. And I was finally I was just like, if you're not going to help me, direct me to somebody who can. So she puts me on a call waiting list and I got a voicemail the next day saying that my appeal for my letter of determination came in late. And that's why I never got it. And I was like, but I never got the note saying it came in late. So can I appeal my appeal? And I'm like trying to call for that. And I'm giving them all everything but my DNA. And I think they need, (laughs) they needed like a letter. They needed a letter. So I go to the bank and I like print out a thing that has my address and my name and my bullshit on it and the Chase logo. And I send that off to them. So I appealed my appeal and I might have to go before a court. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. crazy. 
And the lady on the phone that put your thinking cap on was like, you, you can't get it anymore. What's done is done. And I was like, no, I've been put, I'm not asking for handouts. I'm asking for what I put into the system. Right. You know, absolutely. In New York, you were working in California. You've been working. You have money in the system that you've been, that you're owed. I've always had a job since I was like 17 years old. I've always been working and like done it myself. And I've never relied on like daddy government for money. And now that I have to, I'm just like, this is why. (laughs) This is why I I saved and I kept cash. So it sounds like some of your problems were coming from the fact that the that the post service was running slow, not because you were late in applying. Yeah, everything was backed up. Like everybody was like sending their stuff to the post office because they needed to see mm. more identification. And I can't do that on the computer. I have to mail them in something. So right. it, it was all backed up. So Wonderful. you're still, it's still in limbo then. You're still waiting to hear if it's if still it's- in limbo. Um, luckily, I was, I was saving for a European vacation. So the, all those savings are gone. And yeah. Um, <sighs> <laughs> my rent is cheap and some of my fans have like reached out and just like venmoed me which is crazy i never asked for money they were just like i hear about the unemployment can we take a minute and just say your venmo on our podcast maybe people will yeah, throw people you a couple want to help amber out she could use it what is your I think it's amber dash nelson dash six i'll send you guys a uh, a photo of it yeah Perfect. i'll post it on our descriptions too it's <laughs> okay. you know the thing is everybody listening we're all artists we're all just yeah. trying to get by. I mean, my situation was, it was so fucked up. But my hotel job, they fired every single person working there, even before everyone started firing people. It was just, it was like that Monday, I think March 14th or something, they just called and fired everybody. But because they did that, it, we had like, and they did claim us and say like, we fired them so they can collect unemployment. So, I mean, it's like everybody kind of had to start doing that, but I was just so shocked at, I've never been fired before or it wasn't even laid off. It wasn't, they were just like, we're letting everybody go. We have no idea if we can rehire you back because what's the industry going to be after this? Uh, and then luckily I have my insurance independently, but so many people just lost their health insurance two weeks later. So. Yeah, this is such a crazy time, and we're supposed to like save envelopes and get stamps. <laughs> You're like, I just lost my job, and like everybody's dying. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> did you say you said that in one of your? And you didn't made like a short film, and you talked about it, which is a really hilarious short film. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went on my little fake European vacation. I just drew like on cardboard cutouts of like someone's nana making me you know it was so good and hilarious and like also infuriating and like all the things and you said that that at one point they were like did you save the envelope that came that you're like are you fucking kidding me did i save the envelope no yeah and she was like my husband always makes fun of me because i save every envelope and every piece of paper and i was like lady that's when i was like if you're not going to help me then direct me to someone who can yeah that's crazy but luckily, you have we have comedy to kind of get through this, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I don't like, I it's not my bag to like feel like a victim or like ask for no. handouts. Like so, this is like crazy, and I'm just like, how can I empower myself and get on right. top of this? And you know, right. Well, it's funny too because I was thinking about this the other day. How 
we're in this crazy situation where we're like those of us at the bottom and we're not even at the very bottom. And we all know that that's true, too. But but those oh, of yeah. us that are not in the one percent or what have you, we're like scrambling to try to do whatever we can to keep afloat during this time period. And, you know, and on the one level, thank God there are some services like unemployment that even exist at all that we are able to like try to get tap into if we can but the fact that like you know the way that they've been um bailing all these big companies out and that the rest of us are scrambling and then it comes down to like well just start a kickstarter just have all the people <laughs> around you just give you money you know you're it's so wonderful to have fans venmo and it's really really helpful and what beautiful but it shouldn't have to be like that like that shouldn't no. be what when oprah was asking people to donate i was like oprah <laughs> asking us what do you what is this world well did you see that amazon was like asking for donations for their employees amazon was like if you'd like to donate to our employees funds like please feel free to donate here and it's like no 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 jeff bezos you have all the money like you yeah. you pay them just pay them <laughs> how much does he make an hour you it's told like me a trillion dollars or something 36 <laughs> no it's like 36 million dollars an hour or something or a day i can't remember something like that but it's like so Same much difference. money i mean it's so much money I was reading this article, and this is going to sound really mean, but it kind of made me cackle. But there were a few multi-billionaires that were like, I'm going to escape. And they just went off on their yacht. And then they had a crew, because you have a crew to like man the yacht. Right. And some of the crew had coronavirus. So now they all have coronavirus. <laughs> love it. I love it. Because it's just like these people think they can escape something like a virus with their money. And at the end of the day, nope. Like, if you if you get it, you get it. And if you're old and sick, then you're fucked. <laughs> like, you're not more fucked than, you know, you do have the money to pay for better hospital care, probably. But yeah, but it's going to get you. Did you see that video of Madonna taking a bath in like a milk bath or with rose petals? And she was like, <laughs> the virus doesn't care if you're rich or poor. And I was like, I care if you're rich or poor. Give it to give money to people, Madonna. <laughs> I, I could use oh. that milk right now. Milk's not cheap. I need to like put it in my cereal. Come on. There was an article floating around this morning of uh, it was a picture of, of all these yachts that lined up and said, we're all in this together. And it was like an aerial view. And I was like, oh, my God. And the headline read like celebrities, uh, you know, line their butts, their bo their butts, their boats up to say we're all in this together. And I clicked it immediately because I was like, what the fuck? And then it was like a parody article. But people were sharing it left and right on Facebook. We've talked about this on our podcast all the time of just sharing articles without reading it. But it was just a complete parody. But I know that people people were like, oh, I hate celebrities, all this stuff. I'm like, just read the article. It's really funny, actually. <laughs> There's so much of that going on. And that's why I kind of had to take a step back from like Twitter and Instagram. Like I post my stuff. I do my art or my bullshit or whatever you call it. And then I like <laughs> log off. I don't want to go on Reddit. I don't want to go. Maybe I'll go on like YouTube and watch Family Guy episodes or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. That's about as far as that. Because everybody's got, it's just people with like, who don't read the articles and a lot of like un uh, mentally unwell people, especially in this time where you're you know isolated just screaming into the universe i can't take i can't absorb that energy no yeah how are you taking care of yourself we we did self-care last week and we're all like i, I actually katie i wanted to tell you this new new thing self-care i got a drone is that is that self-care or is that just like helping watch it's, over the government i'm gonna start <laughs> yeah send it over the white house if they want to watch me i'm gonna watch them <laughs> Right. You can spy on so your cute neighbors. I'm so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all just rich <laughs> Republicans um, <laughs> down in Nashville. But anyway, yeah. How do you take care of yourself? You, you put your phone away, exercise, meditate. Fuck that. I hate meditating. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do exercise. I try to exercise. If not uh, every day, you know, today I'm like taking a rest on my muscles, but like I exercise, I get a little bit of sun, like a walk. I make my bed in the morning, take showers. I'm learning German. Um, <laughs> that, that's yeah. great. I don't mean that. That's just funny. Like I take showers. I'm learning German. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything I can, you know, to keep my yeah. mind away from, uh, the afterlife and (laughs) (laughs) cooking a lot of that looking at like what's cheap around me start a little cooking show so i write for that writing for my podcast hey you have these everyone should look up uh amber's cooking shows that she's been doing during the lockdown they're so funny and relatable and i feel like um, everybody's doing a cooking show but mine's more about like what's going on with me internally and like and i'll make some pasta so good (laughs) It's so Thanks. funny. And you actually had made some, um, you made Brussels sprouts the other day and I'd made Brussels sprouts that day and yours looked so much better than mine. And I was sort of seeing what you did and I was like, oh, I did these wrong. I should have watched this cooking show before I made my Brussels sprouts. No, I'm sure yours were delicious. <laughs> they I'm were sure fine. they were wonderful. They're kind of dry. Yours looked good. <laughs> I think I'm more of a fan of the skins. Like I like the crispy skin more than I like the, the heart. Yeah. It does. The, the heart kind of tastes like dead feet. that's accurate (laughs) but you guys are doing your podcast brighter side yeah we're still rocking with that and i honestly like sometimes we'll do like book reports so i'm like all right i'll go learn about salamanders you know and i'll like look at that up and like write jokes on it like that's helpful for my brain (laughs) it's funny because i've also been kind of leaning on the uh animal animal content heavily recently is my mental self care? I don't know. Salamanders would be great. <laughs> I saw this they bring whole joy. Yeah, also t- terror to some people, I suppose. <laughs> I was watching this video today about this guy in Belgium who has these like giant owls nesting in his window, and they're like the babies are like the size of a medium sized dog. <laughs> but he was excited about it. I'll probably post about it later. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I was out front listening to a bunch of crows the other day, and this is how how much I have going on. But they were going, <laughs> they were only going in like uh, odd numbers, like bar 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 three or five oh. or seven, and they would like call to each other. And I was like, that's groups going three, and that one's going seven, and they ran away. So three must mean something at seven. <laughs> That's very this is, observant. This is where yeah. we're at, guys. It's like, but it. But here's the thing, though. All of a sudden, I am noticing nature more. I, I'm like, oh, what kind of bird is that? And then I'll go in. I'll get some binoculars. I'll go back and look at the bird, and then I'll look it up later. Like before, I never would have done that. I had too much shit to do. But now it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? You know, I'm trying to stay busy, trying to work a little, but. Oh, are, have you been able to like get out? I mean, L.A. has a little bit more nature than New York does. Have you been like are like the hiking trails open or how are they dealing with that? Yeah, the hiking trails are open. Like some things are open. I definitely went and got ice cream the other day and I sat like 20 feet away from people on a little grassy spot and I took off my mask to eat the ice cream and people looked at me like I might as well have been taking a shit. Um, and I was like I can't eat my ice cream if I have a mask on I hate this fucking mask I'm 20 feet away from you (laughs) no I mean I can see if I was like in their business you know like in like going into a grocery store and like getting in people's faces with no mask sure yeah that's like very hostile but if I'm sitting 20 feet away and just silently eating my ice cream why does I'm not hurting anybody 
That's been a whole other thing that's been cropping out is the there's definitely a balance between because there are people that are just not wearing masks at all. And those people need to be a little bit called out. But then there's yeah. this like mask shaming thing that's developing this like very left wing <laughs> like mask shaming where people will call you out for exactly like what you're saying. You're like isolated 20 feet away from everybody else. You're just trying to eat your ice cream. You're not coughing on the ice cream. You're just eating it. There's like some, you know, there's some logic here where we have to have a balance between like, yeah, yes, wear your balance. mask and it's become like political, like yeah. who wears their mask and who doesn't. And yes. I'm like, I just want to sit 20 feet away and eat my ice cream, please. Like, yes. I'm not in your face. And that's actually, I can't, I, I think even a scientist would be like, that's fine. You'll be fine. You're 20 feet <laughs> away from people. You're fine. And now they're saying that like. Uh, some of the scientists are saying that people should be gathered in groups more so you can get immune herd immunity. I've read that in a couple articles. I'm like, I don't oh. know what's happening. I know. That's the other thing about this whole thing is that nobody really knows. And we haven't had very good leadership. So it's really hard <laughs> to know what to do next. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why it's become so political is because we didn't have this one strong voice giving us a clear instruction. You know, if even I don't know. I mean, even if Trump had just been telling everybody from the get-go, drink Clorox, and it had been like, fine, at least we have some instruction here. But he, even he changes his mind about stuff, so I don't know. I just can't get over the masks. It's a simple little thing. And when it first started, they said, you don't have to wear masks. It doesn't help. And the fact now that they're actually learning that if both, if everybody wore masks, that brings it down to a very small percentage. And it's a fucking mask. How did they not have the technology before to know, like, wouldn't the mask manufacturers know the percentage of how much the droplets come through the masks? I mean, I know that the healthcare workers needed them. That's a whole other thing. But even like just the cloth ones with the coffee filter in it, we could have been making those in February. It's a yeah, mask. A lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on with that. There was even people who've like hoarding masks. Like, remember when... Right. It, Whenever they were like, oh, New York doesn't have enough PPE or whatever. And like, that's because of um, of the authority. The authority did it all wrong. And then they found out somebody had intercepted like a truck shipment for this like masks and scrubs and things people need and then just hoarded all of it. The government was doing that. <laughs> the federal government was like intercepting oh, deliveries. It was just also. a person. Yeah, but oh, even the, even the federal government was intercepting deliveries that were supposed to go to like Michigan or something, and then just putting them into their stuff. I mean, it's like I don't even know. It's like the Wild West in the worst possible way right now. At least in the Wild West, I'm like on a horse and I have a gun. Like I don't want to be <laughs> with my mask on six feet away. Like we're in the Wild West. It's, it's apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I want a flamethrower. I want a yeah. I want a weapon. Well, Katie's really, gonna get a slingshot. I'm gonna get a slingshot. I was like looking into non-gun weapons that are good for hunting animals, not people. Um, <laughs> and slingshot is the way to go. And and you you can learn them. I mean, you need some space to practice, but I'm into that's a good. That's a practical weapon because there's always rocks around. And exactly. You, you could piss people off. You don't need to buy you know bullets anywhere. You just collect your rocks. Yeah. Ready Took to go. down Goliath. Yep. Exactly. So here's a question for you. Where do you see yourself in two years? <laughs> Good God, me? What kind of question is that? Nobody knows. No, I know, but it's so fascinating. Like, I've been talking to a lot of artists here in Nashville. Famous bass player I know um, in this band here is, like, learning how to code. And then one of my other friends who's, like, a Broadway performer, he's, like, going back to school. I'm like, 
what's I mean, is this what us artists have to do now is like find another something in order to make it work for the next couple of years? Or I mean, I guess what I'm asking is like, what's your trade? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's perfectly acceptable. Can I whittle? It's acceptable for an artist to like have a day job. I mean, for years I was a bartender and that's why I made the money to save and Mm -hmm. I had the cash hidden away to save for all this shit. Um, So it's I always found it perfectly good to have a job or a trade or a skill and then do your art when you're off of work. It's this like I was always amused by people who are like, I just want to make art. I'm like, how do you pay to eat? (laughs) What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely something to do with that. I mean, I always knew that like I'm good at bartending, um, but that's like kind of reading people and knowing what they want, um, working a room, all those all those things that go into bartending that go beyond just making a drink. So I can find a way to whittle that into some kind of business opportunity. Yeah. Well, I was just watching some videos about that exact topic where they were talking about how everybody especially artists have all sorts of other skill sets that they've developed during the time that they've been alive and that this is a really great time to take a moment to try to see like exactly what you're saying like I'm good at like reading people I'm good at this I'm good at that this aspect of bartending you totally could probably find something that would be really useful business especially like that you could do over zoom or whatever and i think that a lot of people are exploring those options right now and ways that you can help people in a way that's different from just the comedy part but even like the comedy part is a skill you know Mm -hmm. that can be turned into something too uh just for like financial stuff and then of course you keep doing your art stuff too and i'm so curious about where i'm i'm more optimistic than nihilistic about where i think entertainment's gonna go from here too there might be all these opportunities we don't even see coming yet that could open up for us that we could do stuff from home or we do, you know, shows that get paid, you know, by Comedy Central or whatever, but they're attainable. Maybe like your cooking show takes off in a way. I mean, you just don't know. Oh, I want yeah. I want that on TV all the time. That's better than anything <laughs> yeah. I've seen on the Food Network in so long. And I'm obsessed with cooking and I'm obsessed with cooking shows. And especially my dream is to have like an Anthony Bourdain, like comedy travel food show, because who doesn't want to do that for a living? But um, I would totally watch your TV cooking show. <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've seen in quarantine, Amber. It really is. It's so funny. And we're learning how to cook. (laughs) Thank you. That definitely came from a necessity and not knowing what. Because I've worked in restaurants my whole life. And where I'm living right now, I I was alone for two months. um, And I was like, I have to do something to keep my mind active. I need to keep being aware and up. So I was like cooking. I'm good at that. And I'll just point the camera here. And then I only I, I didn't have a camera crew, <laughs> you know, or like a lighting crew, all these <laughs> all this shit people have. And I was just like, do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. It brings me joy, at least. Yeah. Um, but a good maybe a good thing to come out of all of this is like, I mean, my a lot of my friends live in California. That's a big reason why I'm here. And if we could do more stuff on Zoom or whatever maybe we don't have to live in states with such high taxes maybe i can go live in like north dakota you know right yeah i mean i don't know their situation i'm just naming right. states. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, the opposite of california but yeah no i think that that's another thing a lot of they've been talking a lot about how younger people are starting to move out of cities right now because they're working from home remotely anyway so it might be more possible for us to have a better standard of living quality of living um yeah five dollars yeah. buy a mansion 
I you mean, know? yeah, why not? Oh my god, I miss I really... going to the bar with two dollars and getting uh, like, yeah, <laughs> getting yeah. hammered and like, like paying for drinks for the whole room. <laughs> two bucks. I do feel like it's going to reset New York City, though. This all this whole thing has to, and it has to bring down the housing cost of living there. It's something's going to really something. It's got to give, right? Well, people are already moving out, so we'll I know they're see. coming to Nashville. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I mean, people have been moving out since the quarantine started, mm-hmm. and they're going to the suburbs, basically. Wow. Um, so we'll see. Good I don't for know. Them. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, everyone can leave it. I will just have the city to myself. <laughs> like, I don't. Know. I mean, New Yorkers are meant. It's like meant for misfits. That's what New York is meant for. It's meant yeah. for people that can't get along with their hometown. So you go to this island where everyone's crazy. It's the yes. crazy island. I love it. it is it's crazy not for island. someone who like once you know was like in the suburbs and like I just want to like. <laughs> do my it's, Kickstarter in Manhattan. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. It's ex- I love the idea that Manhattan is just the Isle of Crazies. It's perfect. That yeah, yeah it's the, like leprosy for the brain. That's where they send all the lepers. Is Manhattan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on LA? Um, LA, you know, there's pros and cons. I definitely am glad to be here for a quarantine because it's more sun and more space. But um, and you definitely find your kind of niche people you want to hang mm-hmm. out with there's different not everybody's a vapid airhead in hollywood <laughs> though those usually are the first people you meet because you think california you think walk of fame so you and that's you know right where that is um definitely pros and cons i would say there's definitely like in new york you had to have some smarts about you or else you would die in the snow <laughs> and here it's a little more comfortable so there's people i meet that are so dumb i'm like how are you alive like how are you breathing right now it's <laughs> amazing um it's it's funny with the living situations and i mean certainly california is lovely because of the weather too but although it's been really hot there right have you been yeah, really it's hot? pretty hot. You just yeah. wear less clothes. You stretch. Oh, less mm. like a little tank top, no bra. <laughs> Drink your juices and eat your vegan food. Um, you do. It is healthier. Like in New York, yeah. I would just do like shots of whiskey for breakfast, and yeah. I look back and I looked horrible. <laughs> and like I'm now like exercising and eating well and taking care of my skin. Never That's good. That. That's yeah. great. That's really exciting. And I think there's something really fun about when you get into those kinds of thing those kind of self-care things where you get you're like oh my god my body I forgot about my body (laughs) like look at this I have a body um yeah speaking of places to live though I just want to say I feel like I've talked about this on the pod before but I know I've talked about it with Marie I am more than ever I am now obsessed with the idea of getting an RV or turning a van into like a place to live you can and you I've looked it up already you can live in Brooklyn in a van (laughs) like legally (laughs) Um, so I don't know. I mean, the worst part is like the showering situation and the bathroom situation is a little rough, but there's a lot you can do in a van. I don't know. Or even just like moving around a little bit. I don't know. Just go like see the States. And just, yeah. You could probably even drive to Mexico, drive to Canada. Just yeah. do it for like a year. Yeah. But Katie well, doesn't we- drive. That's the downtime. I don't, <laughs> I don't really drive. Yeah. Oh, you don't drive either, Amber, right? No, I don't yeah. drive. Driving sucks. See? <laughs> totally. But if you needed to drive your van, you'd figure it out, right? You'd I'd figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm a lady. I don't drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just Uber in LA? Walk or yeah. bike or subway? Subway. Yeah. A bus. Walk. Uh, it's great. Love it. Yeah. Well, we talked, though, too, about like the future of... Um, 
live performance. And and this is something that I sort of joked about the other day, but then I saw people have been talking about doing it, is you get in your car or your truck or your van, and then you drive into the comedy parking lot, and then you do the show in the parking lot or whatever on top of your van. So I don't know. That's like a thing. Drive in comedy shows. They're starting them. They're doing them. I've seen them. For the weather. I mean, I feel like in L.A. they were kind of doing stuff like that anyway. At some point yeah, I've definitely done some shows. shows in like a back alley. Okay. Um. <laughs> that might be a different kind of show. But <laughs> we did one in a backyard here in Nashville a couple years ago. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so My parents afterwards said, uh, oh, gosh, Marie, I thought you were doing well after that <laughs> like, show. It was just like a little. <laughs> it was a little backyard comedy show that was pretty bad. Um but yeah, I, I've been obsessed with, when Katie, we've talked about this, but tiny homes. I, I found one for like, I mean, $7,000, you can get one off of Amazon and put it together yourself. But for like $25,000, you can get a legit 300 square foot tiny home. And then you own some property. And then you have a little house. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> Spitball in here. Just I guess if I had a tiny home, I'd want to be like in the beautiful nature. So like I'm out hiking and fishing all day and just kind of laying in a hammock and reading. And then I go back to my tiny home. But a yeah. tiny home in a city is like oh, just yeah. an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I live fine. in a tiny home now. But, um, <laughs> in terms of like live performance stuff, are you, I presume you're missing performing and all that? Or how are you feeling about that aspect of your life? Definitely like, you know, Zoom comedy shows. I'll still do them. Uh, they're not the same. You got to have like bodies in the room and like smell people's hormones, you know? Yeah. Um, you got to have a spotlight on you. You got to it's like it, that's what makes comedy. And I always thought that stand up would survive the apocalypse, but maybe I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How do the Zoom comedy shows work? Are they muting the audience watching you and then you don't hear you, the laughs at all or? You don't hear laughs at all. You just do. I write my jokes on a piece of paper and then I'm like, hey, guys. And I kind of set up something nice ish behind me so I don't look like I'm, you know, living in trash. And then I just do my little one two punch and then you do it to nothing. But just assume people are laughing and then say, "Okay, thank you very much. And then I've gotten paid Mm -hmm. from them. So like, I'll keep doing them. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It helps me eat. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do uh, live streaming things together because of the delay in sound. So we've been asked to do comedy shows, but we have to turn them down until we figure out ways of... Because we can't know, sing and play instruments and have the timing. Be It's all about timing. So we have to just reinvent <laughs> oh ourselves again. <laughs> can you pre-record? Like, can one of you record on a microphone and then another one on a microphone and then sync it together? Yeah, it's just not live performance then. You know it's what I mean? It's, like not, it's sort of sad. Um, it's funny, the the moment that I realized that that was going to be a problem uh, was pretty early on in the lockdown, and I was invited to my aunt's 80th Zoom birthday party, and we decided to all sing happy birthday to her, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if you've experienced, like, 20 people trying to sing happy birthday on Zoom, but it's like, happy, 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 happy birthday, happy birthday, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is awful. Oh, that must have been hard for you to like be like, oh, my band. Yeah, it sucks. But I'm sorry. But That's you know okay. what? We're going to figure it out still. I've I've been watching so many videos on how to do it. So we're going to get it somehow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to learn how to code so I can build the program myself. But I got it. 
No problem. You no got problem. it. Success is just uh, consistency and improvisation when things come your way. That's it. I just made that up. That's, a, that's great. That's true. But put on a t-shirt. Sell it. Make some, there you go. There's your business. <laughs> just sell that shirt. <laughs> Wait, I have one last question and then we're going to go. But um, have you been quarantine dating? <laughs> no, I haven't. And I've been doing a lot of like self looking into myself. And I'm like, I don't think I should be dating for a while. <laughs> I've got to figure myself out. <laughs> Because I'm like thinking back on all my old dates and I was like, oh, I would just go and get drunk and then just like use this for a hookup. I'm like, do I want to keep doing that? Do I want to find a husband someday? Because that's that's not going to be how I'm going to do it. You know, I got to go in there like a proper lady and not be like, shots. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing shots. (laughs) I I definitely think, though, that that is one of the huge benefits of this weird quarantine time is it's really forcing people to look at themselves in a really wonderful way and you're you know even if you're like oh shit i gotta change stuff good good to know you know i feel like i'm definitely going through some of that stuff with dating and things and be like oh what am i who what have i been doing this whole time (laughs) shots shots do shots show me your dick (laughs) yeah pull it out why can't i find a good man why can't i find a good man all i do is shots and look at dicks (laughs) i miss dicks (laughs) oh my god that's fine that was me for years of like dating in la i was like why can't i find a good one and then just go and get drunk and chain smoke with these strangers of course i couldn't find anybody worth you know yeah yeah Yeah. this time we're all just gonna manifest the perfect person and then there's just gonna be one of them and then we're gonna fight over them (laughs) gonna be great no i think it'll share him a lot of divorces after this too so i'll totally take a lot of single men be great yeah oh my god (laughs) please so i also think there's a lot of guys because there's a lot of guys in la because there's so many beautiful women here that are just like no i'm just playing the field yeah she's smart and beautiful and funny and easygoing and has a job but i just want to see what else is out there and like after this quarantine they might be like Oh, I should have like hooked up with Stephanie and like made her my wife, you know? Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh God, guys. Well, this has been fun. I hope that we all can like send out good positive vibes for you to get unemployment. It's gonna happen this week, right? It's gonna happen. Yeah, I sent off all my stuff again and my letter they needed and my letter, another letter appealing my appeal. And and if that doesn't happen, I'll go to court. I'll just keep pushing, pushing, because again, I'm not asking for handouts. I'm asking what I've already put in the system. Totally. Yes. Totally. Fuck That's yeah. what's so frustrating about this. But yes, you got it, girl. Well, thanks. Yeah, positive vibes. We can only get through this positively. I mean, I'm saying that as someone who went like spirals and negativity quite easy. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> It doesn't but make the, me feel good when I'm yep. negative. So. And I think that I similarly, I can spiral too, which is why it's really important that we all just stay chill and cool. Good vibes yeah. only. Yeah. What's your Instagram so everybody can check out your quarantine cooking videos? <laughs> it's Amber Smelson, A-M-B-E-R-S-M-E-L-S-O-N. Amber Smelson. She's got the difficult women stamp of approval. You have to go follow her. her. (laughs) We love Amber. Everybody love her. We'll love you too, I'm sure. I love you guys. Well, once all this bullshit is over, we'll come out there and visit and uh, see y'all. It would be nice to catch up again soon. And would you plug your podcast again too? Yeah, The Brighter Side. And we also have an Instagram, The Brighter Side LPN. Yes. Awesome. Amber, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you, ladies. I admire your strength 
I think you are the best Your heart's so full of love And you look cute in that dress I think about you all day I do too, I confess Oh, I just got a girl crush on you 